Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Loving, loving, loving the coffee shop. Man, I love the sober coffee shop. Yeah. I always love coming back to the sober coffee shop and just chatting yeah. about things on the sober path. Yeah. I love yeah. connecting with people on the sober path. Well, you know, it's funny when we when we launched this a couple of years ago, it was um I I I, I didn't know that we could fill up a, a docket with topics, but you know, it's amazing the Sobriety and the and the road to recovery, it, and we've talked about this. It's it's simple yet complicated. There's a lot of elements to it if you're really working it. I remember we started off with the uh, twelve steps. Yeah, right, right. Sure. Yeah, and kind of we got we like well we got the first twelve episodes. Done, yeah, right. right we, okay, we, you know, done. We We're done. And then it's like now what? Right. And and I'm telling you, if if you spend time on this sober path. In fact, I just connected. You you had just sent me a text today. Um, you, you just sent me a text today, and uh, hang on a second, I just want to pull it up and read it. It says, if you are newly sober, and, and this is mm-hmm. a demonstration of how I love how this mm-hmm. works. It says, if you are newly sober and struggling, hold on, you have no idea how good it's about to get. Isn't that true? And, and just today, I connected on social media with a guy who, who did a post. And, and in about four paragraphs, he just shaped kind of the whole world of early sobriety. You know, like this first couple weeks or the first couple months. And, mm-hmm. and just kind of things that are said to each other and, you know, kind of the mental mumbo jumbo. Like, oh, the glass half full. You know, that kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't do well when you're, you know, first week of sobriety. No, right. You know? So, and, and I actually reached out to him and I said, dude, you got to come on, you know, sit in a coffee shop with us and let's just explore that. Right. Right. So there is an endless list of topics. Yeah. In well, fact, you know, we, we have so many right now. It's, you know, from listeners and from input and from Google, you know, and social media, right? And just people in our own know. lives. And our lives. I mean yeah. we, we can fill it up. You know, one of the one of the things I want to do a self plug here and, and, and I'm doing it for a purpose. Um on the website, sober coffee, it 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 not only gives you links to the podcast, right? What but you're already listening, so I guess you don't need direction for how to get to the podcast. But it's it's got the all the podcasts on there. And then it's also got a resource room, and we try and pepper in whatever things we talk about topically, other resources, links to get in the big book from Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, songs that we reference, um, and and then we also have a section called writings, and uh, writings are are expounded show notes, if you will. It's it's taking a topic point and really really boiling down what what the facts are. It, it's worth a read if you're if you're a reader, give it a give it a read. It's only out there to help the next struggling alcoholic. No, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, that resource room and now the writings, mm-hmm. I'm telling you what. I mean, you know it's funny, I listened to an episode last week and um, I mean it's different sitting here. First of all, you know, when 
when I re-listen to some, and I, I once in a while I'll re-listen, I'm like, I'm amazed at all the stuff I missed. Right. Like, you know, I'm either thinking of the next thing I'm trying to, you know, say, or, you know, somebody on social media is hitting us live or, or whatnot. And, and, and I'm like, man, Mikey just threw out a nugget. Uh, right? Nugget, right. And, and there's so many nuggets that come out of these. It's probably worth listening to, you know, two or three times, you know. Um, you know, I get value out of, as they say, repetitions, the, the mother of all knowledge. Mm-hmm. And we just, again, we're, our motive, our, our objective is just to help the next person on the road to recovery, right. whether they're curious uh, about sobriety, whether they're early in sobriety, or they're just maintaining their program. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I, I connected with a guy today on social media, and, and he was, you know, blasting AA. He goes, AA doesn't work. And I get a little, a little defensive on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Hey, man, first of all, I'm pro sobriety. Mm-hmm. You know, right. if, if you don't like AA, if smart and, is working for and you, you, if you make up your own program, you, go for it. Or, or he was making up his own program. He wasn't latched into anything. Okay. Uh, he goes, I got no meetings, no sponsor, no program. I'm doing this all myself. And I'm like, okay. Dude, it's great, man. I'm pro sobriety. Right. Yeah. But you cannot say AA doesn't work. No. I mean, Statistically you speaking, you just, you just I, can't say that. I'm That's surrounded foolish. physically and digitally with living, breathing, walking proof. So I this mean, program works I, for I almost, who work. I almost feel sorry for people that, that say that. In fact, we we had um, we, we had a guest on recently, Doctor John, and and I asked him. I said, "What do you say to the people who say that AA doesn't work?" Mm-hmm. He said, "I would say that you haven't surrendered." And didn't give it a real chance, right? Yep. And I, I believe that. And the reason I believe that, because there were many years that I was in AA, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't surrender. Mm-hmm. I did it my way. I worked the program when I felt like working it, and I said what I thought what people wanted to hear instead of what was really going on inside of me, inside of my heart, inside of my head. And and I got the result, which was painful relapses. And only when I surrendered and worked that program. The words of the book. I don't try to change the words in the book because then it's Glenn. I mean, I, I kind of look at people that change the words around. I'm like, that's an ego thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't change words because I need somebody to tell me exactly how it is because right. I'm tired of my own shit. Well, you know, and your own shit didn't work for you. No. It didn't work for me. I had plenty of proof of that. I had 46 years of research from the time I was 13 <laughs> years old to the <laughs> time awesome. I was 59. That's awesome. And it never worked. So today we're going to, we're finishing up our series on trending topics. And hashtag what, hashtag yeah, trending? Hashtag trending. And what we did was we went and looked at what people were Googling. So we've covered topics from cravings versus addiction, mindful drinking, uh, California sober. Oh, that was Go my back favorite and listen one. to that one because... I think Glenn was a little soft. You might want to go back and listen to Glenn, well, the was, softer side I was wishy-washy. Yeah, you were wishy-washy. No, Glenn laid it all out there. Yeah, I apologize. Um, I, was a little, I was a little focused And on then the one. last one was early signs of alcoholism. Now, we're really going to get out of our lane a little bit today. but And we debated, do we talk about this or do we not talk about mm-hmm. it? Because, you know, we are two guys that now I drugs are part of my background, right? And it was it's part of my story. And... You know, maybe the alcohol fueled it, maybe it caused that, whatever. I, I'm no doctor. I don't know. All I know is it's part of my story. But this is where things get serious. It is an unbelievable, unbelievable disaster what's going on out there with drug addiction right now and the fentanyl mm-hmm. and, 
and 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 the opiates it's uh, it's it's a disaster and it's affecting almost everybody i know know somebody who's got this absolutely tragic addiction so today's topic that people are googling in the tunes of hundreds of thousands searches for this mm -hmm. is signs a loved one has a drug addiction now what does that have to do with two guys on the sober path to recovery talk about aa we talk about uh our our addiction to alcohol you know can we talk on this i i think we must just because i think even if people that are listening are focused on their alcoholic uh disease if you will mm -hmm. i think that they probably know somebody and so signs of a loved one that has a drug addiction is one of the top search terms i think it's time for us to talk about it yeah so Here's here's what I know just from being in the rooms mm -hmm. so long and so much is there are usually, and I can't even guess the number, maybe half the people in the room mm -hmm. have are in relationships mm -hmm. where the other people are they're they're googling this yeah. for their family member right because they're wondering if their spouse or their mother or father or kids or or whatever mm -hmm. you know have a problem right. Have have a drinking or or drug problem. So I think it's you know maybe not specifically for the the listener in their own sober journey, but I'm telling you there are many people, and I know many mm -hmm. that have family members around them um, where they're asking this question and they're concerned about one of their loved ones. Yeah. You know, I, I sent you a text uh, last week. I was on one of the major news sites, and they had the statistics statistics come out from 2020 deaths, right? And first of all, I want to tell you that there was more alcohol-related deaths in 2020 for, for people 65 and younger, more alcoholic deaths than COVID deaths in 2020. That's yeah, amazing. But yet, who got the headlines? Now, guess what? Stat wasn't well, even covered. Well, well that's because somebody's agenda. You yeah, know? right. So, but here's the thing. It's a real deal out there. So, let's dive in. Um, I, I, I imagine let's you dive. always, yeah, you always come in with a list. But let me lead off with a couple of, there are physical indicators of substance abuse and then behavioral and emotional signs, mm -hmm. right? So, I'm going to kick off and just talk about some of the physical things you could be looking for, right? Um, and I'm going to preface this by saying we're no doctor, we're no experts at this. We just want to have the conversation. And if somebody is Googling signs a loved one has a drug addiction, hopefully they'll come upon this podcast and we'll give them some direction or some hope. That's that's the bottom Love line. Love it. Um, so, severe weight changes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, shaking hands, feet, or head. Runny nose. Now, that's not just, you know, a cocaine problem. That's that's an opiate problem as well, a drug addiction problem. Um, flushed face, blushing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> unusual body smells. Excessive talking or hyperactivity. I'm almost done. Red eyes, mm -hmm. which Visine solved my problem for 46 years. Pupils that are larger or smaller than usual. Now, Visine doesn't help that. Right. No, it, it, does not. it is what it is. There's no it helps the red, but not yeah, the Yeah, there's size. No, no pill to get around right. that. Um, 
And then, of course, obvious presence of markings on their arms. And then the last two are tooth decay or slowed to unsteady coordination. Those are some of the mm. physical things. I'm going to stop for a second and just say, you know, that could be the signs of COVID for Pete's sake in many cases, right? Um, we said it in the last episode. If you're thinking it, pay attention to it. Absolutely. And I, I possessed, as I think back, I possessed a lot of those. Yeah, absolutely I did. Yep, yep. Yeah. So let's start. First, first of all, I love how you broke it down in the physical and then kind of the mental and behavior. Yeah, we're going to talk about those, right? No, I, no, I just love that. Yeah. So, um, you know, you know, a couple on the behavior side, the the mental side, and behavior side. One is uh, being secretive. Mm-hmm. And that could hide be the a, bottles. Well, hide the bottles if you're an alcoholic. Lock your, keep yourself in your room yeah. if if you're you just don't want to be around people. You want to isolate and hide yourself and hide the stuff. Right. Or you don't tell people where you were. Right. Right. And, right. And the second thing that ties in close to that is lying. Right. Right. I mean, if you're being secretive and, and lying, you know, that's a clear sign that there's a problem, that, right. that you're trying to hide something. Right. Something. Right. And and look, it could be it could be a drug addiction or it could be something else, but it could be a shopping addiction. It could be a shopping addiction. Right. But you're I I think if you have if you have an addiction, I think you are um, being secretive or lying. And how do we know that? Because we were. Yeah. And and we've been around thousands of people who right. we, we know their stories. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. Next one is mood swings. Yeah, right. You know, cravings, antsy, hungover, hangry, mm-hmm. cranky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mood swings. You know, I think I think when, when you're drinking, you're lovable, you're hateful, you're, you know, you're, you know, numb right right um major changes in sleep and energy right you know if if you're kind of quote unquote high you got a lot of energy you're talking a lot you know you're, you're up you're moving yeah, around you're, you're up right and, and then when you're down you're crash. really drunk you know or when you take right. certain drugs right. you know you're you're down you're out you're you're crashed and at some yeah at some point your body is going to force yourself to rest and and then what's no, what's normal rest? Well, for most people, it's going to bed anywhere between 9 and 11 o'clock mm-hmm. at night and waking up at anywhere between 5 and 7 o'clock in the morning. What's abnormal is somebody who's staying in bed all day. Right, right. Next one, which would be mental or behavior changes, is yes. attitude changes. Oh, yeah, right. You know, may, maybe from a positive attitude to a lethargic or negative attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, here's... Here's one for me that I really noticed for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember all the doctors I went to that, that failed me. I remember describing it as being pleasure deaf, D-E-A-F. Okay. So what's listed here in my list is a loss of interest in cool things. Right. So I define it as pleasure deaf, meaning that I would do things that I used to love and I got zero dopamine rush out of it. I got zero pleasure, zero enjoyment, zero knowledge that that was something cool to do. It was like I was just, you know, marching time. Can I tell you something? If my if my wife had that conversation with you years ago, mm-hmm. she'd say, ah, I love, this is a mic thing, I love 
my yard, my garden, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, at one count, I had over a hundred species of per- perennials in my yard, wow. right? And no, uh, that, that's how I got them. I got them all like split from other people's mm-hmm. yards. And but anyway, I meticulously tend to that garden, and I just stopped doing it. I just stopped doing it, and. It, if if she would have known that that was a sign, again, I said before, she couldn't say, hey, you know, I'm seeing a sign. It wouldn't have probably changed my course of my destiny, but it would have made me stop to, she would have, she would have been at least able to acknowledge the fact that I had an addiction. So quick question. Yeah. Are you doing the flowers again? Oh, I am indeed. Yes. See, I mean, that's just. Love it. Now, now so my example is not flowers and, and it just clicked for me. So I grew up and I love skiing. I mean, mm-hmm. I just love skiing out west. I mean, it just it just feeds my soul. And I haven't I didn't ski for fifteen years. Wow! Just like you didn't do your garden, yeah. I didn't ski. When are you when are you skiing this year? You got your trip booked? Absolutely, I do. Yeah. And and it was two thousand and uh, uh, two thousand nineteen mm-hmm. was the first time I went skiing again in fifteen years. Wow. Right? And so I went 19, 20, 21, and now I'm going to 22. That's fantastic. You know, and, and I mean, so that loss of interest in yes. cool things, yeah. things you used to like. Yep. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that was really big for me. Mm-hmm. Next one is failing with obligations. Yep. Right. Right? Not yep. paying bills, not doing the chores, mm-hmm. not staying clean as you used to clean. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Not my, my big thing, you know, if I look back, is... I didn't register my car on time for probably twelve years in a row. What's a what's a village sticker? I have no idea. It's just, it's now the, I'm the, like the first guy in line my to get obligation. my village sticker. I didn't pay my taxes. Yeah. I didn't fill yeah. out my. No, right. I was just like I was just over it. Oh, absolutely. I just, so I blew off all my obligations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you know, start looking at the early signs, right? right. Are, right. are we starting to miss? Right. Mm-hmm. Next one is loss of memory. Mm-hmm. You right. Know, Loss of memory. Now, some of that's because blackout, but mm-hmm. some of it, it's just because your your brain's being overloaded. Right. 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 With uh, booze, mm-hmm. you know. And the uh, last one that I had was um, stealing. Mm. So normally when there's an addiction, you know, there's stealing involved somewhere, somehow. Stealing on expense reports, stealing time, stealing money, stealing property, you know. That's extreme. Stealing pills. It's extreme, but... You know, you're right. It's not so extreme to start stealing from your business account, but but when you start stealing from your mother, your grandmother, mm-hmm. that that becomes extreme. So a couple things we had a lot of overlap. Um, a couple last things that I had: um, sudden changes in friendships, right? Yep. And again, yep. these are behavioral changes. You yep. can look at. all of a sudden. I'm not hanging with. You've stopped hanging with the people you were hanging with, right? Friendships are family too, right? That's right. And declining performance, I think you talked about that. Yep. Um, depression. Um, you know, outwardly signs of depression uh, is is a big one. Now, that's also some people are depressed, right? I mean, there's a lot of dual diagnosis yeah, no, stuff out there. Y- right. You can be depressed without being an alcoholic. Right. Paranoid thinking. Uh, paranoid thinking, again, kind of goes to the extreme. It yep. goes by the stealing, but... All of a sudden, you're thinking people are out to get you, and I mean, um, withdraw from unusual activity, hobbies. You covered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, unexpected legal issues. Yep. And then the last two are aggression. You know, which is really a defense mechanism. 
Yeah, it's funny how it's funny where the aggression comes out when somebody's challenging you about your addiction. Oh boy, did I get that's when Oh that's did when I get angry. Whole, I'm not a really aggressive guy, but oh, man, I'll tell you, you what seen me, yeah. Somebody would fire me up about my alcoholism. Yeah, that's right. I got called out and super aggressive. Oh, super aggressive. And the last one, and you know, I'm gonna leave it at this because it's probably the most important one, but and again, I've got some resources I'm going to throw up in the uh, resource room, but uh, so I'm not going to go through them right now, but they're going to be in the resource room, and they, they come from all kinds of great uh, you know, resources. But there's a, million, there's a million things on Google. But here's, here's what I want to leave you with, the thoughts of suicide and signs of that. Google signs of suicide. We're not going to dive into that right now. But first of all, I want to say that if you're at that point in your addiction, there's help immediately. There's a number you can call. What is that three-digit number now? It's on our resource room. 988. 988, yeah. So you can call 988 and, you know, reach out. If you th- see signs of suicide, reach out. Get help. You know, it's not too late. Yeah, no, it's very important. And, and you know, if you're Googling signs a loved one has a drinking or drug problem, right, right? Then I, I guess the second you should question be reaching out for help yeah, already. Second, but but to who, right? So right. you know, a couple things are, you know, a couple tools that you can research. Mm-hmm. We're not going to solve them all mm-hmm. here on, on this podcast, but one is an intervention for that loved one. Yeah, right. That's a whole complicated thing. Mm-hmm. There's a whole strategy on how to do that. Right. I don't know. Right. Right. All I know is that's a very good tool. How about Al-Anon? That's a second one. Yeah. Al-Anon. Right. Because. Yeah. Because you know I've got a sponsee and 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 he's he's struggling right so his you know his um, you know significant other you know reaches out and and you know asks she's asking me how she can fix him mm-hmm. I'm like can't fix him can't fix him you know I said what you can do is you can focus on yourself right. and and get help for you because you need help you know and and I was a little bold with her I said you you are enabling him right he's not working she's paying all the bills mm-hmm. you know. And she's supporting him. His crazy behavior, she's paying. So right. I'm like, why would he get? Why would he get a job? Right. Why would he stop drinking? Right. He's got a life right now. You're you're, you're supporting him. 100. You're enabling right? him. Right. So I said, hey, you should go to Al-Anon. Yeah. She started going to Al-Anon, and I said, get some individual therapy. Right. I said that's really going to right. make a difference. Can I just? Can I, let me just jump on Al-Anon for a second. Yep. We did an episode. Please go back and listen to it. Kathy joined us from Al-Anon. She did a great job. But here, here's the thing. Just like an AA meeting, my wife went to Al-Anon, okay, unbeknownst to me during my addiction. Mm. She went to Al-Anon, and she didn't, it didn't work for her. Why didn't it work for her? Because she got into a bad meeting where they were just beefing about people, and she didn't want to hear about other people's problems. Mm-hmm. Like anything else in life, if you don't like a restaurant, go to another restaurant. There's not a lack of restaurants. If you don't like the meeting you're going to, try Al-Anon, but try it a couple of times. Get plugged into a good, healthy Al-Anon meeting where they talk about servicing yourself and making yourself healthy And it because you're not going to be able to fix the addict. You can't fix the addict. Can I jump in? Yeah, please. On that bad meeting thing? Yeah. This is my experience. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to share my experience. I have found that today it is really hard to find a bad meeting. Oh, I concur. And yet, in you know, when I was working my own sober program in AA, and I'd go to meetings and Very then early spot, Oh, 
every meeting was bad, mm-hmm. right? And, and it, so what I have deduced from those two key data points, mm-hmm. it's not the meeting. It was me. Yeah, right. There you go. So I have found when when I mm, when I have point, when point. I have quacky meetings today, and there's mm-hmm. once in a while I, I go to a quacky meeting, mm-hmm. it's because of the headspace that I'm in. Yeah, right. And when when early on I was hearing things I didn't want to hear. Mm-hmm. It was like going that that girl that goes to the therapist. She just keeps going until yeah, she right. hears what she until wants. She, right. Right. Sure. Well, you know, I couldn't find the meeting that said, "Hey, you can still drink." I'm, I'm going to tell you how to drink. Mm-hmm. I, I could never find it, and I was always I was always judgmental. I was always the smartest guy in the room, and I always failed. And I just didn't like the meetings. Right. So, you know, if, if you're out there and you go to meetings, hey, maybe just keep going back. Right. You know, keep going back. You know, maybe. You know, the more you go back, the more you listen, the more you learn. I'm telling you, I rarely have a bad meeting today. And when I do, it's my own fault. You know, the worst meeting I went to was oh, the, the first one out of rehab. Yep. And these guys were so rough. I mean, they were just rough. And they're like, ah, oh, you know, you're just, you know, that's what I heard, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my favorite group now. It, because I just kept going back because, because, I wanted to get better, and these guys, I'm sitting around the table, and yeah, they were gruff, and yeah, they were rough, but they had sobriety. I wanted that. I kept going back. Right, so there's a page in the big book, at uh, 446 on okay. acceptance. I'm not sure if that's the right page number. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm impressed just that you took a stab at it. Yeah, but I think I swung and I missed. Um, no, but that's that's acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, I mean, hey, for me, you know, I went to early meetings and, and I looked for differences. You know, I looked, well, they're not this and they're not that. And they're not this and they're not, well, they didn't have it that bad, you know. And, and, and I, you know, my meetings changed when I went in and I looked for similarities. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to find the similarities mm-hmm. if you're just aware and, you know. But I learned acceptance and I learned to go in there and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to accept this. And mm-hmm. I'm going to accept this person Talking for 12 minutes when I don't want to hear what they have to say. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, a lot of it's my problem. I don't mm-hmm. have the patience. I'm not in a patient zone during that period of time. And, and you know, yeah, so I'm gonna leave, a little I, sidebar. I want, to leave, I want to leave with this. If you got nowhere to turn, turn to podcasts at Sober.Coffee. Yep. Just turn there. We can point you in the right direction. Whether you're Whether you're doing it for yourself or you're doing it for a loved one. Yeah, we are. Uh, don't solve any problems, but no. man, we, we have a, lot, a lot of resources and we yeah. know how to connect and point and, right. you know, and we also know how to just connect and listen. Yeah. Love it. Love you. Love you, brother. All right, man. Thanks. All right, man. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.